Thank you for tuning in to the Diaries of an Addict. Your support and feedback from this podcast has been nothing short of amazing. And at times I'm overwhelmed because, to be honest, when I first started, I didn't. Like, my goal was, like, to help one person. And that was, it was kind of because I didn't know how many people, if anybody, would even listen to this. So I appreciate everybody tuning in. Um, today I got a good friend, a little brother, I consider him, uh, joining us to tell his story. Um, I met him probably about, honestly, I can't remember because, like, my, my drug memory is kind of bad, you know, like, I remember things, but not, like, specific dates and stuff. But I want to say I've known him for about, hmm, Probably about eight to ten years, I'd say. Um, I used to um, do business with his mom, you know, and I want to say rest in peace to her. You'll hear more about her later, but uh, I just want to introduce y'all to my little bro, Taylor. Uh, appreciate you for coming on here, bro. Yeah, no, appreciate you having me, bro. Um, <laughs> like we was talking about earlier, you know, like, the power of story, you know, has, has a lot of things that it can bring to people that are like us that have went through what we've been through. You know, it helps us to feel that we're not alone when I hear that, Hey, somebody else was down bad too. Like me, I wasn't the only one who made those mistakes. I wasn't the only one who ever like dug myself a hole and had to dig myself back out, you know? So I appreciate it, bro. Let's just tell us, let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, can you tell the listeners your name, where you're from, uh, your your race, your ethnicity? Uh, what was your childhood like? Did you have both parents? Did you have one parent? Did you live with a grandparent? Uh, how was that? Uh, my name is Taylor Jumper. I'm from Turkey, North Carolina. I'm 22 years old. And I'm Native American, and I grew up in, like, yeah, I had both my parents, but not really like both biological parents. It was more like my mom's and then her boyfriend was like my stepdad pretty much. Yeah, that shit was something else. (laughs) For real. Yeah. uh, Your stepdad, Mark? Yeah. I knew him too, man. Um, Was you, I know I've always seen you with your grandma too a lot. Did, uh, did you go back and forth between your parents and your grandma or was it like, how how did that work? Yeah. Like she kind of kept me a lot whenever I was growing up because she knew what my mom and my pops were doing pretty much. And she tried to keep me away from them as much as she could. Like she ain't my biological grandma either. Like she like, you know what I'm saying? Like she's like my step grandma, but she took me in and I was like three years old and raised me as her own. So she tried to, she tried to keep me sheltered from that stuff, but I don't know. Like, I guess they kind of played tug of war with me for real for a long time. That's crazy, bro. I didn't even know that. Was I didn't know that. She, I would have never known that, bro. That that woman didn't go to war for you. That's yeah, I stuff. know. Um, and, and it's rare. To, it's good to have somebody like that because that type of shit's rare too. You know what I mean? For real, that that's rare even amongst blood family. You know what I mean? Like. I know people who who are blood related who don't even have each other's back like that. You know what I mean? So that that's rare. That's for real. That's she a real one. Um, when they was playing tug of war with you, like how did that? Did you? 
did you feel like you should be with your mom and pops or did you feel like you should be with your grandma because you knew what she was trying to do or like was that difficult yeah it was difficult because you know like as as a kid you see everything you know what i'm saying like you're very observant kids are very observant but we see everything you know what i mean we hear everything so like I already knew what was up, so, like, I guess I kind of was doing my own thing up there at her house, too, or starting to, so I guess that's what kind of really, I don't know, got me back on their side like, towards them, and I guess tug of war really ended whenever, I, like, I figured out what was going on, and, you know what I mean, like, I decided to stay down there with my mom and Mark. How old was you when, when you did that? Probably, like, eight, nine. Yeah. Um, I was young. Did you did you uh, did you still go visit your grandma or how, uh, did she call you and stuff? Yeah, she tried to keep me going to church with her. Like like that was something that that woman really done. She was really like involved with church, so she tried to keep me going in the church. Till I was about ten. She she tried to stay involved as much as she could until I started really you know what I'm saying catching on to what they was doing and started trying to get into shit myself. Um, when I started getting into shit myself, she kind of had to ease off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had to kind of love you from a distance. Yeah. Uh, so when you talk about, I I know your mom and pops personally, but, you know, our listeners don't. So when you say that they was into some shit, like, can you elaborate? Nice. My mom and pops had the goddamn spot over here, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knew them. Everybody knew what was up with my people. So they were selling pills, and I didn't know what it was. And so I was, by the time Tug of War was over with, I was already smoking weed and had, you know what I'm saying, was doing my own little thing. So I picked up quick what they were doing. How old was you when you first smoked weed? 11. Did you smoke by yourself with your friends, with an older yeah. uh, relative, or did you sneak some stuff, or what? How did that work? I snuck it one night whenever they was asleep. I, I kept watching Mark. And I, I would watch them smoke, you know what I mean? Because, like, I loved the way it smelled when I was a kid. So I waited till they went to bed one night, and I popped up the chair, and I, I reached on top of the cabinet, and I grabbed his little boo bowl that he kept all the roaches in. And I fucking popped down on the couch and lit some shit up. <laughs> How'd that make you feel? You still remember that? Yeah, bro. I was them. I just remember sitting there and I was watching TV and I remember grabbing my headphones, my beats, and I put them on. And I just remember waking up and my mom throwing the shoe at me, trying to wake me up. Dang. Was she mad at you? Yeah, hell yeah. As soon as I popped my eyes open and looked at it, she was like, Mark, he's high. Did they punish you? Man, my mom wigged, bruh. Mark, <laughs> them near slapped me up and down the hallway, man. They call child abuse charge, huh? Uh, I, I, when I was growing up, there wasn't no such thing like that, bro. For <laughs> <laughs> real, uh, man. I feel you, though, man. Some of the stuff I see these days, like, man, like, some of the people I'd be like, this person got charged for yelling at her child too loudly in front of people, you know? And I'm like, man, if they would have come to the res when I was growing up, everybody's mom and dad would have been locked up. You know what I mean? No cap, man. Everybody, <laughs> people would have been in the pen, man. <laughs> uh, did that, did that ass whooping deter you from smoking or just, just for the moment being? 
I don't know, I guess because I was in, like, that rebel fucking, like, phase already, you know what I'm saying? Like, trying to do shit on my own that kind of made me buck against him a little bit. Like, okay, like, you want to hit me type shit, I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> hey, that's... It's kind of a... It's, it's, it's a... When you're in that life, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of like the persona you got to adapt you know what I mean? Like, right. You got to be a fucking asshole or somebody's going to get over on you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, Hell yeah, you got to stay on your ground. So it's crazy that you was already in that mode from, what, 11 years old? Hell yeah, but yeah. That's yeah, it really kicked in when I was like 11, 12. That's when it really took off. Did you did you uh, continue to smoke weed after that or did you did you try something else or what what was it like after that? I smoked blood. Nah, it's just... Her and Mark kind of talked it out one day while I was at school, I guess, and I came home, and she handed me a joint. She was like, smoke this with us. Smoke this shit right here, right now. And I was like, what? You know, some kind of flabbergasted, like, you asking me to smoke? You need to whoop my ass? Like, the hell? <laughs> it's a trick, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm standing there, you know what I'm saying? I grab it, like, easy as hell, like, all hesitant, like, this ain't no fucking trick, is it? You ain't gonna snatch me up. So I didn't grab it, and she handed me a lighter, and we sit there smoking. I didn't even make it halfway through that joint, bro. I was so fucking stoned, man. Hey, that's that's crazy, bro. Like uh, She just kind of told me, she was like, I'd rather you do it around me than go somewhere else and get into some other shit, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's... Uh... That's kind of a normalized practice, you know what I mean? Like, not only with smoking weed, but I've seen, like, parents who, like, allow their kids to, like, drink at the crib just because they think that it's safer. And, I mean, I guess it is. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it is it is safer to know that they're drinking where you can watch them, but I don't. I still don't think you should be, you know what I mean? Like, that's a... That's a that's something that's become so normalized, like in our in our in our community, that people don't even realize that it's bad. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's it's been bad. Like there'd be young kids, bro, like like a whole lot younger than I was drinking already, and it's like, how you even get your hands on this shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, for real. And then and then in that time, like back in that time, you couldn't even get alcohol on the res. You know what I mean? So they had to go on a mission for that shit. Hell yeah. If you ain't going on a mission, you better have a drunk-ass uncle that know how to make that shit. Yeah. I don't even know if, you, if you're old enough to remember, like, you used to have some bootleggers. Not the little yeah. drink that comes from the gas station, but we had people, like, when alcohol was illegal on the res, like, they would yeah. go, go, away and come, go cop the 24-pack and then can it out. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Did you? And my uh, cousin Bird Eye, he was the first one to show me some some bootleg shit. Whenever I was like thirteen. R.I.P. to him too, ain't it? Yeah, hell yeah, Bird Dog. That's crazy, bro. Um, while, while all this was going on, while you was at your mom and pops, you watching them do their thing, you kind of learning how to do your own thing. Was you still going to school? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That was something that Marianne, like, was so strict on my mom and my pops about. Like, they did. She told him straight up, she was like, look, I don't care how y'all raising him, but I'm going to pick him up every day at 6 o'clock in the morning for school. He's going to ride with me type shit. So, yeah, she made sure I was going to school and kept my grades up. Hey, that's what's up, bro. Man, that's a, that's a real love right there. I mean, 
in the yeah. moment, you may not think it. You might think she's being a little harsh. You might even think she's being mean. But, like, all that's coming from a place of love that, you know what I mean, very few people possess. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. I see now that, you know what I'm saying, now that I'm older, everything that she's done and all the stuff that I see my little siblings doing to her, you know what I'm saying, I, I wouldn't even think twice of fucking doing to her. Because just out of the love that she gave me, she's not even my blood, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's not my, like, literal blood. Yeah. That's that's real, bro. Um, did she continue that all the way up? Like, how, did she do that your whole school career? Yeah, because, like, she worked at the school for, like, 30-something, almost, I think, close to 35 years, I think. She, she taught uh, second grade special ed. So I was always across, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was always able to get to her type shit. So, yeah, she was always involved. Okay. I didn't know that, bro. So if you, she couldn't even, like, you couldn't even be like, don't you got to go to work, Grandma? Because work was in school. You wasn't getting out of that. Yeah, <laughs> hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. My ass was in the car, bro, at, like, 630 in the morning. So so you, you was going to school the whole time, but then you was coming home. Did it feel like you was kind of leaving a, leaving a double life with your grandma and your mom and pops, or did she know what was going on, but she just was wanting you to be? I kind of felt like my grandma wasn't, like, oblivious to everything. You feel what I'm saying? Like, she knew what was coming. She was just trying to hope for the best. You feel me? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure she knew what was, like, the way I was headed. I guess in her head, there just wasn't nothing she could do to stop it. You know what I mean? Because I was young. I was going to do what I was going to do regardless. Yeah, she was probably just trying to slow it down. You know what I mean? Trying to stall it out a little bit. Yeah, she was just trying to prolong it off. Um, so you just smoked weed. I know you said your mom and pop sold pills. I know they sold a couple other things, too. How long yeah, before? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. They had the spot, bro. Yeah. How long before you progressed into other stuff? And like, what? When did? When you did that? What? What did you try first? I tried. I was like 13, going on 14, and I started doing pills. Started doing perks and Xanaxes. And I got one from my mom. <laughs> A Xanax bar. That was the first one I done. Was Xan. Man, them Zans, that's, that's, a, that's a motherfucker right there, them Zans. Hell uh, yeah, man. People used to tell me they used to, I used to have this look on my face, like, like something, but nobody home. Yeah. I feel you. I, I know that look, bro. I used to I think I had that look in a couple of my mug shops, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. When you say you was doing your own thing, did you start doing that to to make money or to support your habit or because it's yeah, what hey, you thought started to make this to do? Well, at first it was kind of both, you know what I'm saying? Because I seen how they was doing it, like I was watching them get high but still be able to make the bread that they was making to take to my uncle Adam. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we'd take like a little trip, come back, and, and they'd had the house booming, driveway booming. But they still getting high, and I'm sitting on the couch watching my little sister. I'm saying I'm watching everything, so I'm, I'm seeing how they're working. You know what I mean? At the same time, I'm already pushing like a little pack of weed myself, so I'm I'm learning. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting back, being very observant at that at that point. Like I was I was all in it. Yeah, uh, I know exactly what you mean, man. My stepdad used to sell weed, uh, and I watched him. You know, I watched. 
I know what you say when you say you watch everything because, like, man, I, I was so observant, bro. I was, like, without him telling me, I was knowing, like, how much did I would need to give somebody depending on how much money they give me because I had seen, like, not only did I see people hand him money and him hand them weed, I'd see, like, okay, that person handed him 20 bucks and he gave him this much. This person handed him 40 bucks and he gave him this much because back in my, back in that day, they didn't have the digits. You know, they had them scales where you had to clip it on the baggie. Yeah, hey, they had them little yeah. OG motherfuckers, the little yeah, hey, scales. Them motherfuckers are hard to work, too. I ain't going to front Yeah, them. hell yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, whenever I first started, Marco was like, okay, you selling weed. He was like, here, wait this out with these, Jim. I grabbed them. I said, what the fuck is this? For real, it looked like a, uh, what are them things called that draw circles? Oh, Attractors? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what what it looked like, bro, with a clip on one end. Hell yeah. So when you say observant, bro, I know, I'm already knowing exactly what you mean, bro, like, and... See, my stepdad, he just sold weed, uh, well, that I knew of, um, at the time. He, he eventually, like, he migrated to other stuff, but at the time, he just sold weed. And, you know, uh, not saying that any drug dealing is good for a kid, but, you know, the crowd that you get coming to buy weed is a lot different than the crowd you get coming to buy pills, you feel me? Pills so, or, or, or them dog food, you feel what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah, that's yeah. different. Yeah, so, so the the clientele he had coming through, you know, they would just be laughing and shit. Like, so I didn't really see anything wrong with that. Like, I seen as a means to get money, and like I just thought that's what adults did because you know, like, it wasn't nothing for me to walk outside and there'd be a circle of people passing a joint around. You know what I'm saying? And like, I just thought that's what you did when you was older, just like smoking a cigarette or drinking a beer. I, I didn't know that, like. It was. I didn't even realize that it was illegal until like Darren the Lion told me. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't even know if you know him. I think they, he might have been the Dare. Did y'all have Dare when he was coming up? Yeah, Ooh. yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, see, so like I just thought but people. I, Evans. Yeah, I just thought people was uh, smoking yeah. weed, smoking cigarettes. He used to ride my ass, bro, because every time they'd come around, man, I just dogged the shit out of her. <laughs> I couldn't help it, but she'd be preaching the same thing every time. It's crazy now too that uh they're redoing the dare thing, but um so you're watching this, you 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 uh flipping a little pack yourself now. Um we migrated the perks and zans. How long do you maintain this before you feel like, you know, you, you might have a problem. I'd done that till I was probably like 15, and that's whenever shit really, I don't know, that's whenever I started having to get them more and starting to have to get like a lot more of them and shit. And it was probably about the summer, like, of my, like, the summer after I turned 15, that's whenever, like, my mom, she's the one that told me, because I, I, I guess she had fucking, you know what I'm saying? Parents see everything too, they ain't dumb. Yeah. But she seen me on the couch one day and I I guess I was going through DTs what I didn't know at the time and saying I was I just fucking didn't feel good, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking I got up one day and I uh took off at the door and I came back a couple hours later and I was fine and I guess that's when she caught on to it and that's when she sat me down and started talking to me on some real shit. 
what she say to you? She was just telling me that down. She, well, honestly, bro, that's whenever she introduced me to the dog food for real. Like I ain't even gonna cap. She damn. She seen how I was like off them thirties and like how they wasn't really doing shit for me then. Or, like I was having to spend a lot. You know what I'm saying? And getting a little high out of it. Yeah. She sat me down and was like, uh, I don't want to see you do that to yourself, but at the same time, I don't want to give you this either. But I guess her having a hustler mentality, too, she took it upon herself to be like, let me show him this. That way we both can try to try to do yeah. something. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to ask you, because I remember you saying that you were starting to having to get more and get more. Was that because you was just rolling in the dough or because you were starting to do more yourself? Starting to do more at that time, bro, because I was still young, you know what I mean? Trying to fucking, yeah. I was just getting high. Yeah. Hey, I, I know exactly what you mean, bro. There'll be times people be like, damn, you got a pack, bro. And I'm like, man, y'all don't even understand. Like, this ain't even on no El Chapo shit. I got to buy this much to get my habit amount for the low, you know what I'm saying? Or free. Right. I just got to get this to get right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? So... Um, so after that conversation, things kind of went south pretty fast after that, or how'd that work? Went south quick as hell, bro, because she sat down and was like, she was like, I don't want you to keep getting full fucking ripped over on, because I was paying $60 for a fucking pill, you know what I'm saying? That's the price of that mark set, so I can't help that I'm paying that. Blame him, you know what I mean? But at the same time, she's like, why not do this? get more bang for your buck instead of wasting your money so once she told me that and let me try it man it was game was you smoking it or snorting it at first i was snorting that's all i've ever done is snort it oh okay me too bro me too that kind of a it's not a bad yeah i mean i used to tell people like i used to that was kind of a double-edged sword for me there for a while, because although it wasn't as bad as shooting up, it was still bad, you know what I mean? And it, I just kept going down that path because I kept telling myself, as long as I'm not shooting up, I'm good. As long as I'm not robbing and stealing to get this shit, I'm good, which I wasn't having to because I was flipping shit, you know what I mean? But at the same time, like, I was doing like an eight ball a day, like this last time, you know what I mean? An eight ball yeah. a day day bro and i'm like like some people that's their whole pack you know what i mean some people they get an eight ball to flip they feel like they're el chapo you know what i mean and oh I'm yeah happy. they feel like they're the man once they get a little ball a little seven real quick you know what i'm saying like shit. And I'm, I'm having to do this to not be sick you know what i mean so right like, having to do that just to get up and function on a daily yeah. basis you know what i mean yeah and the function i wasn't even doing shit you know what i mean you come up to my house a couple of times i wouldn't even come out of my bedroom you know what i mean like Come up, Daniel. Twist the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy, man. Um, so, uh, we we snorting now. Did you did you start flipping that too, or what was what was uh? You said things were going downhill fast. How, what were the signs that things were getting bad? I teamed up with my mom. We started singing dope together. <laughs> Oh, man. That's yeah. a bad combination right there. You put me and her together, boys. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I've been thing out. one and thing two. You feel me? 
Hell yeah. I was there like I was in the cat in the hat capacity a couple of times with both of y'all, you know what I mean? <laughs> we yeah. all did it at the same time. I know exactly what it is, bro. Um Yeah. It's I'm glad that you can say that for me, you know, um it makes me happy to see that you've realized all this at such a young age, although you might not feel like it, like you're only 22 and you've already got to the point where I feel like I'm at now. And it took me 12 more years, bro. Like, cause I was stuck in this cycle of thinking that since I'm not shooting up, <clears throat> since I'm not stealing from my family, since I'm not that bad right now, I can keep doing this shit. You know what I mean? And, uh, right. Um, it makes me happy to hear that you you say that as because I know some of the times uh, they're not all bad. You feel me? When you right. like some of the times whenever you whenever you first when you when you up, you know what I mean. Everything going right, you up, you 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 got the plug, you got the you got the fire. You know what I mean? You like, become a plug. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. every, like everything feel good in that moment. In the moment, it's, it's all a moment. Yeah. yeah. Fleeting moment too, bro. Yeah, like it's, all that—it's a small moment, bro. Small last window, man. All them, all that shit you accumulate, bro. Like all, all the Gucci bags, all the Gucci belts, all the money, all that the shit shoes. Keep going bro. so quick, you know what I'm saying? Like so quick, bro. It take it take less time. You ain't even got to be sentenced yet, and that shit's gone. You know what I mean? As soon as they find you with that shit, all that shit's gone. So. Man, they took all my stuff whenever I got caught at the casino, man. I didn't even leave the room and they were done bagging my shit and taking it out. So I feel that, like, that's what I wish a lot of the people my age would really understand, bro. Like, yeah, it's cool in the moment, but think of the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? Look at the rest of the shit on the outside, not what's on the inside of everything. I know I've seen you, not only in the streets, but off the streets as well. Um, did that play any role into how you felt about those fleeting moments? You know, the, the one fleeting moment you have when you feel like the man on the streets is replaced by fucking days, weeks, months, years, even, you know, behind walls, behind some bars because of what you had to do to get that moment. Did that play any factor into you quitting? Yeah, hell yeah, this last time did, bro, because, like, I was up, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly, I was in a moment. I had a moment where I was up. Everything was going so fucking great for me. I was about to get my own spot. I was about to get a fucking car. I had 10 bands left in my wallet, you know what I'm saying? Everything was going straight, and then, boom, the door come kicking in. And it was in that moment, bro, when I was sitting there, Back in that fucking cell, waiting on my lawyer to come in there, I was like, man, fuck this shit, bro. I was like, this ain't, I was like, this for the goddamn birds. And every time I go to jail, I hear the same saying from these old heads. Young Buck, what are you doing in here, bro? You too young to be in here, man. So I just sat down and started thinking, man, I got kids too, bro. I don't want them thinking that this life is okay and that it's something to look up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, it was just a moment of clarity, for real. Like, I really got my head screwed on in that moment. Hey, that that holding cell a motherfucker, bro. Fuck yeah, bro. When you sitting there and you hear that door shut, bro, and you just sitting there like fuck. That's the worst that, type of feeling in the world. That's worse than being dead, bro. Shit, I feel you. That's that that moment that you're talking about. It was worse for me because, like I say, I was telling you. Well, I don't know that it was worse. I say it's worse because 
and like I say, I was doing so much fenting all the day, bro. Not only did I hear the door slam, not only did I know they caught my ass red-handed and I was going to sit down for a while, but I also in that moment realized that I don't have no more drugs to do and I'm about to start withdrawing. Right. Bro, they had to cart mass up out of there to take me to the hospital to get IVs and shit because I was so dehydrated. They thought I was going to die. Then at the hospital, they just like, <laughs> like a piece of shit, you know, because A, you, you do drugs, B, you're a drug dealer, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, yeah, they, the treatment they give you, bro, it's just not worth it. Like, like last time they came in on us, I guess a buddy had a kid with him or whatever, his son. They dogging us down the road, giving us everything that we worth, talking about, oh, what piece of shit, because there's a kid across the hallway, and we're all over here selling drugs and getting high in front of this kid. And, but whenever people fucking looking on the outside in, they judge too hard before they fucking decide to want to ask somebody what's up. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I guess that's just the way shit is. Yeah. People, uh, it's hard to understand unless you've been through it. You know what I mean? And you, you ain't never, you can't ever fully explain what it's like to somebody who's never been addicted to drugs. You but I'm like, somebody's got, everybody has some form of addiction, whether it's a narcotic, a substance, whether it's gambling, whether it's, you know what I'm saying, hoarding something, you know what I mean? Like, everybody got some kind of addiction. Yeah. Uh, Working out, eating, drinking. Yeah, yeah, hell yes. That's why I'm like, I wish people weren't so quick to fucking say something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's this little exercise that I learned and, uh, it's, I don't, I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's like they do too. All right. So you, Taylor, you have, family members that love you you have family members that you love and that addict that you're judging they do too um you tailing you have goals and dreams and aspirations you also have things that you're scared of they do too you know what i mean and right you look at it like that it's it's it makes it easier to like humanize them, I guess. And I don't even want to use that word because we shouldn't have to humanize a human being. You know what I mean? But the reality is that sometimes, especially I'm in Seattle right now and there's a lot of homeless people here, bro. And I don't know these people's stories, but I know people that's homeless and I know kind of what struggles that they go through, you know, but people look down on them like they they look at them like they see them walking on like you walking and you see them sitting down somewhere and like i'll just walk by hey how you doing you know but some people like they'll go across the street you know what i mean and they look at them as less than human so like it's crazy to say that we have to humanize these people just to show that you know they're more than their problem they're more than their bad habit they're more than their struggle you know what i mean right so, um, so you, how many times do you think you got locked up? Man, I've been in and out since I was like, well, I first got like, I guess you could say locked up when I was like 16, but from when I was an adult, probably like fucking over 12 times, bro, from here to goddamn Raleigh, North Carolina, bro. That's crazy, bro. Um, 
would you what would you say was uh your worst moment besides i mean the holding cell obviously but did you ever have a, a rock bottom bad moment like while you was outside on the streets yeah whenever i found my mom did that was like another thing that's like really shook the ground like shook the whole earth for me for real because despite everything whether she's the one or how anybody tried to spin the story bro whether she tried to turn me on to it she got me hooked on it nah I, you know what I'm saying however they want to go about it that woman bro she meant the world to me and anybody that knew me and her knew how close we was so whenever she died that was like a I don't know it's like someone took me and dropped me in an ice bucket bro and it was just like boom yeah uh, I can attest to that bro uh, the reason I was saying earlier that I don't know if I knew you for 8 or 10 years is because when I first met her um she would talk about you all the time she would talk about you my son taylor my son taylor she'd always be like looking at my shoes like dang my son taylor would love some shoes like that you know what i mean and so i knew who you were before i knew you you know what i mean yeah even even at her worst you know what i'm saying like even down in the lowest moments and i don't know that it was her worst i'm just saying that because it was mine you know what i mean like in those yeah. moments and she was still talking about you. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what the first thing she would say, it wouldn't be like, cause you know, me and you, you know what kind of relationship me and your mom had, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, yeah, was, never, pretty tight. it was never here. Here you go. I'm ready for another one or anything like that. It was like, Hey, you know, uh, dang, ta- I just got tailing the same shoes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, word up. I think the last time she did that, I think I had the red 12s on that came out like in 2018. She was saying that she had got them for you and all. Yeah, the all red sweat. Uh, uh, sweat yeah. 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 Yes, she did. Yes, she got me up for my birthday. Yeah, and I had just got some joints too. So I I know how much she meant to you, bro. Um, where'd you find her at? Uh, I found her uh, in that big room downstairs in my grandma's house. So. On the right side? Yeah. Man, I can't imagine that, bro. Um it fucked me up because you know how whenever you go to check on somebody and they're sleeping type shit and you can like you can tell if they're breathing about their stomach move. Well I what I seen her stomach move and or else I you know what I'm saying I would have went in there then if, if something was fucked up. But I seen her stomach move so I thought she was alright. Well fucking it gets closer to twelve o'clock almost fucking around one, she still ain't up. So I come down here to check on her and as soon as I touch her, just the just the way she felt, I just knew. And the window was wide fucking open, too, like wide open. Like, screen was pushed out. The window was open. The curtain was pulled off. Oh, damn. So like somebody went out? Yeah, bro. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Um, she had uh, She had been sober for a while before that, too, right? Yeah, she had just got out of jail, like, not even fucking, like, maybe, like, two weeks, bro. The reason I say that is because, like, I I, I was in rehab with her. Um, I I remember her telling me, even then, you know what I mean? Even when she wasn't, like, at her lowest, like, the high point of her day was talking about you, bro. She was telling me, I think she was just now going to have your baby or whatever. 
Uh, yeah. Man, she didn't even get to meet her, bro. Because when she had just got out of jail, uh, if COVID was going around at that time, that's when it was still hard and shit. And my kid's mom, she wanted, like, I guess a doctor's note proving that she got a test or whatever. And by the time the results came back for the test, she had already died. Man. Didn't even get to meet her first grandchild. That's rough, bro. Did you, uh, I don't know how I would deal in that situation. I, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to even picture myself there, bro. But I, I, I would probably think that if that was me, I would have went probably a hundred times harder than I had ever went. You know what I mean? Just cause. Yeah. Is that something you did? Yeah, hell yeah. Like, I, w- I was mad at the world, bro, and I was going to make sure everybody knew it, too. Like, I wasn't stopping for nothing. Like, I, it was all gas and no brakes. Yeah. Uh, it was until I damn hurt the person that was right beside me and was hovered over the top of me, holding me while I was crying. That shit, I ended up hurting them. That's whenever I damn say, oh, shit. You know what I mean? That's whenever I had to snap back into it. Yeah. But I guess that situation happened, and I just, I don't know, it just fucked me all up. I, I don't know, I went downhill for real after that shit happened, but it was, like, not a downhill to where it was, like, bad, bad, but it was just, like, to where I was really getting high more, you know what I'm saying, really pushing drugs more. Yeah. I, I know it 100%, bro. Um I know a lot of times when I was in those moments, you know, if I was hurt, bro, my main thing was, bro, if I didn't fuck with you, I, I want you to hurt like I did. You know what I mean? Even if I right. didn't know you, I was walking around mad as a motherfucker. You know what I mean? Which, Hell yeah. <clears throat> which kind of went hand in hand with the life that I was living because you really couldn't be everybody's friend if you was trying to plug in. You know what I mean? You had to be Hell like no. strict ass boundaries. So, People that kind of push over on you and shit. Yeah, that fed into it, bro. It just like fed into each other. This addiction was feeding into this drug deal, and this drug dealing was feeding into this anger, and this anger was coming from all of it. So it's just like a never-ending cycle. Um. So did it? Uh, what what stopped the downhill slide? I know you said you was going downhill after that, and understandably so, bro. But um. What what was the stop of the slide? When did you just, like, say, fuck this? Was, was that the holding cell? Yeah, that was whenever I got busted this uh, uh, this last time, and I was sitting there, and I, I was waiting on my lawyer to come in, and I was thinking, man, I was like, I was like I'm doing the same shit she's doing. So she did my whole fucking life. And, that, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm about to have another kid. Like, I'm about to have a son next month. So, like, I was sitting there thinking, like, I'm not about to do this to them. I'm not about to do the same shit she done to me and my brother and sister. I'm not going to do that. But I'm also going to do this for myself to make myself a better person for them because I know she'd want me to be. So it's kind of like for myself, like, I'm like this whole, like, I don't know, it's like a, what would you call it, like a comeback type of deal for me. Yeah. Like, when I turned it around from, like, the holding cell to like come back, like I'm trying to do everything right, like from 
that moment forward, everything was going to be done right. Congratulations on the sign, bro. That's 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 awesome, man. Um, Appreciate it, bro. Huge. I'm I'm proud of you for making that step, and that, that's huge, bro. Uh, recognizing that you don't want to put them through because you know what it's like firsthand. You know what I mean? That's that's how we break cycles, bro. Um, yeah. I'm proud of you for that. That's that's awesome. Um, I just know my mom wouldn't want me to slander like the person I am and like the gift that I've been given, you know what I'm saying? Cause like salesperson, you can do anything, bro. Ever. Like my craft is like fucking selling something. You can sell anything, shoes, you know what I'm saying? Clothes, any damn thing. Bro, that's crazy that you say that. Cause I'm actually in real estate school right now. Um, but that's, that's what I want. I've been trying to get somebody to help me get back into college, like pull me in the direction to where I like who I need to talk to to do that. Because I want to open up my own business store, not business like a, that's like a shoe store type of ordeal, but for around here, because all we have over here is a shoe show, man. Everybody got to go to Asheville or Tennessee to get shoes. And I'm like, there's so many sneaker heads around here. Yeah, for real. I mean, you got to hit it, but it ain't really about shit. Um, and then right, that store, that store in the Asheville Mall, that reserve store, bro, they, they want an arm and a leg for that shit. Bro, it's crazy that you say I bring that up. That's exactly where I'm getting my stuff from. I got homies, and I know the manager that works over there, and they're trying to let me get, like, a shipment of shoes in if I can get my own store going. So, like, it's crazy that you say that because I'm trying to bring some of that stuff over here, but it's not going to be as pricey. Like, I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to talk to dude. Yeah. Hey, that's what's up, bro. You ever think about uh, uh, looking into the Sequoia Fund? Yeah, because you take. I've been told that if I take like some blueprints up there, and, and like I show them, that's what I'm trying to do. Then like I could probably get a loan, maybe. Yeah, you got to take some business classes. That they'll, they'll tell you all about what you need to know. You got to take this little workshop, and then you can apply for a grant. I don't even think it's a loan. I think it's a grant that if you if you do have your business and like you fill out these certain parameters, that I don't. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it, but I think it's a grant which. The difference between a grant and a loan is I don't think you got to pay it back, but I I could be wrong. But either way, bro, that's a that's a good idea. That's a good solid plan. Um, you can do it. I know. So believe me, bro. You see me. You seen where I was. You know what I mean. I damn yeah. near lost my foot. You know what I mean. And now I I'm, just want to do something, bro, to give back. You feel what I'm saying? Because as as a drug uh, as ex drug dealer, bro, I feel like. We take a lot from all these kids' families, you know what I'm saying? So the least I can fucking do is open up a store or even take a food truck up to the school one day and let all them kids eat for free. You know what I'm saying? Like, just do something to give back. Yeah, bro. Bro, it's crazy that you say that because, like, it's kind of like why I, I, I love what I do so much now, like doing basketball camps and stuff for Native kids because – that's it, man. I've done so much. I felt like I did so much bad. You know, I led so many people astray. No, it ain't like I, like I had this mind control over them or anything like that. And it ain't even like I was trying to get them hooked. You know what I mean? It, it was, was just like, a situation. I, yeah, I thought I was looking out at the time. You know what I mean? I thought I was right. looking out for even even you a couple times, I think. Even like some young cats, you know, I'm like, hey, man, you're trying to get on your feet. Let me give you this little pack, man, do something with it. At the time, I thought I was doing something Good. Positive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah. Kind of, 
But in hindsight, I ain't, I ain't given one pack to nobody that didn't start to use it themselves. And that shit's I'm, rough. I'm like, that's one thing that I that had me for a long time while I was on that side, and it's the that part that you was just talking about. Whenever you give a pack to somebody and they start using themselves, we as human beings have a conscience. You know what I'm saying? That person knows what's up. That person knows what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, that's a, that's a, a grown choice that every grown person makes at the end of the day. Yeah. I just, uh, some people, I guess, I guess I, I feel what you're saying on that. I guess it's more for me. It's more that the people that were closest to me, my family, my good friends, some of them are still struggling. And I feel like I played into that because when I was on the streets, bro, like they didn't have to work for shit, bro. Like you right. were with me, we, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. I kind of, I, yeah. I created a habit for them that they could not sustain when I wasn't there. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I kind of feel good that shit too. But I feel you, bro. I appreciate you saying that. That is true. Sometimes I'll be like, damn, man, like, I get sometimes, man, and I, I'm gonna be completely transparent because that's that's the way I feel like we all should be, like we was talking about earlier. But sometimes, man, I still struggle to this day. Like it, it ain't gonna never like be a day where you don't struggle. Like, but the things that you struggle with will change. Like now, um, my brother he passed away uh, from substance-related issues a couple years ago, you know, and. Sometimes I feel guilty, bro, because I'm still here and he ain't. I mean, I did like 10 times the amount of drugs and bad shit that he ever did. You know what I mean? And uh, That's how I feel about my cousin, Jacob. That's yeah. how I feel about him. R&P that nigga, man. For real. Yeah, young swole. That's my dog, bro. Uh, yeah. We got real close to the side. like. I'm glad you said about the old heads that be telling y'all young kids y'all didn't need to be in here because I was proud to be one of them, you know what I mean? In those moments when I was in there already, I'm thinking clearly I'm not high in there, you know what I mean? And I see y'all come in there, and I know the road y'all going down, and I know exactly where it goes to. And it went to exactly where I told y'all. It went to the cell or the grave, you know what I mean? And right. Man, it's, uh, I hate that his had to be the yard, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He also found his mom, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. I found, uh, and that's something that we had in common is that he, he found his mom and I, I found my mom. I found my mom and then I found, uh, I didn't find my pops, but I watched my pops die like six months after my mom. He drowned it on his own fluids. He had fucking, uh, he had diabetes and just a bunch of other stuff wrong with him. And yeah. I ended up watching him die in front of me. That was your biological pops, right? Yeah, that was Michael. Yeah, I I knew him too. Was his, was his like, I know you say there's, it went from taking care of himself, but I've seen him out there in the streets a couple of times. Uh, yeah, that's what they said it was from. It, it was just like, uh, I guess all them dirty ass rigs that he used and shit. Yeah, yeah, I used to see him. He used to always yeah. be with this, I don't know if your mom ever told you about him or if you ever heard of him, this, uh, it was this white dude. He used to sell hella dope back in the day. His name was Wiggy Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's where that's where I'd always see your pops, bro. Like, 
<laughs> all the time, bro. Because I'd be like, it was, it was such a, it was, I, I, I'll never forget it because Wiggy Wayne was like this white, white fat dude, and like he freaking like he was kind of loud and obnoxious. And your dad, he didn't really say much, you know, and he was like dark as fuck with long hair, so it was like a weird contrast, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are these two motherfuckers doing together? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but dad tall as hell. Yeah, but R.I.P. to him too, bro. Um, and nothing against Jacob. I love Jacob, but I just want to say, man, I'm, I'm glad that you went your path and not the same path he did. You know what I'm saying? Them people that we just talked about, bro, them people is a big part. Like, they play a big role in the person that I am now. Because I, yeah. like, I try to – I do this for myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, in all reality, I do it for me. But at the same time, I'm doing it for them. I'm trying to live for them, too. You know what I mean? Bro, you taking the words out of my mouth, bro. I feel like you read some of my posts before we came here. <laughs> but I feel that, bro. I, I always say, you know, when I'm doing some of this shit, like, that's what helps me snap out of it, feeling guilty for still being alive. You know what I mean? Um, I'm like, man, these people would want me to live my life to the fullest right now. They'd want me to do this. If they were here, they'd tell me to do it. But especially since they're not here, we should live our life to the fullest for the people who didn't get a chance to grow old with us. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. I've looked at that stuff so many, like from so many different angles. I even tried to look at it from like the big man upstairs. He took these people away from me because I learned all I needed to learn from them, and they taught me all I needed to be taught. You know what I'm saying? So he felt like I could do this without them, or else they'd still be here. Yeah, and you don't want that shit to be in vain. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, exactly. That's what's up, bro. I'm I'm proud of you, man. I, I it's it's good to hear the growth. You know what I mean? Like, and uh, I don't I don't know. You haven't said it, but the vibe I'm getting from you is, I feel like people are really healing and growing whenever they can say that everything happens for a reason, even the bad stuff. And that's kind of what you're saying with, you know what I mean? Like talking about the people that are big, big like cornerstones of your journey. You know what I mean? Jacob, your yeah. dad. Um, so that's what's up, bro. Like, um, without those people, bro, we wouldn't be the people that we are today. You know what I'm saying? Cause they make us who we are. Yep. Without that bad shit, bro. Without them bad things. Without that holding cell you went through, you wouldn't be where you're at today. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, so if you could go back and give yourself some advice in the height at the worst part of your active addiction at the worst your lowest moment if you could talk to that Taylor what would you say to him let's step out in the yard and box bro no I'm just kidding <laughs> I, I, I'd probably be like man I'd probably sit him down and be like bro think before you act now listen, think before you fucking act. Like I'd probably just preach to myself a little bit for real. Like I wouldn't beat myself up, I'd just tell myself, slow down. Don't try to don't try to fucking win this race by a whole lap, bro. It's cool. It's a marathon, bro. Yeah. Just, uh... I just read a book called The Marathon Don't Stop by, uh, it's about, uh, the life and times of Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good book, bro. I'll send it to you if you read. Yeah. Um, Man, you know I read, bro. I read all them cartel books. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, this ain't no urban book, though. You need to read some other shit, bro. Get yourself some knowledge. I know you be reading. I forgot about it. I'll send it to you, bro. Yeah, hey, I be reading, but I really like them fucking books like that, bro. I really be into them shit. Why don't you try to write one, bro? <laughs> yeah. Man, you, are you telling me you couldn't write that shit? Nah, I probably could, bro, for real, because I done done some shit like that, man, That's for real. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. Just change the names up so you don't get yourself caught up in no shit. And you ain't even got to, re- with today's technology, bro, you ain't even got to really, like, know how to write and use proper grammar and shit. You can get chat GPT and be like, look, I'm trying to write a book. Here's what I wanted to say. And then tell your story, bro. And that shit will write it for you. Yeah. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Try that shit, bro. No cap. Because I know you seen, I, I was going to do that one time, but I just ain't had time. But, you know, in the cartel books, it's like, if you have a story, you know, send the first two chapters to such and such address. You feel me? Right, so, hell yeah. Look at that shit. I think one of them, I think one of them, if you can remember this when we get off of here, you can Google it's called Lockdown Publishing. Lockdown. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you can Google that. And then you can like, they're like, if you've got a story or whatever, you just like make an outline of what the story's about. And then you send them the t- first two chapters. And I mean, you know, AI can do that shit for you better than we could ourselves, you know? And, uh, shit, then you might be published, bro. Um, but, uh, you know, we have some listeners, Taylor, that they still struggle right now. They, they're listening to gain some hope and some inspiration, you know. Uh, would you have the same advice for them that you had the young Taylor, or would you tell them something different? Just take everything with a stride. Stride with everything. Don't let, don't let nothing try to drown you. Don't try to think of all the bad stuff that's going on. Try to make every situation something positive to you. Try to gain from. Try to gain from everything. Don't try to beat yourself up in any situation because every situation makes you and takes you where you need to go in life. So try to manifest whatever you feel like you want to do or what needs to be done and what you want. Do that shit. Don't let nothing stop you and hold you back. You live for yourself, no for, not for nobody else. Hey, you listen to that too about that shoe store in that book, bro. Uh, your own advice right there. Don't be afraid. You got to take that leap of faith sometimes. Um, that's good advice. All right. Yeah, that's... So some... Go ahead. I went to New York for that shoe store. Uh, I went up there to the, uh, uh, the Got Soul thing. On Instagram, yeah. that thing that the rappers be going to. That's what I went yeah. up there in New York for, for real. Hey, they got one in Atlanta. I went to one last July. Yeah, they have one in Miami this weekend. I, I I was wanting to go to that one, but you know how shit goes sometimes. Yeah, they got one coming up here, bro. I seen I see a bunch of signs got sold Seattle, but they won't be here till next weekend. I'll be back in Florida. Damn, it's straight though. Uh, yeah, that if you do, bro, I, I fuck with you. You know what I mean? Just carry carry a fourteen, cause ain't nobody carry that shit, bro. Man, I know. carry that specifically for you, bro. That way you come <laughs> there. Yes, sir. Uh, we got some listeners telling they they're like Marianne's of the world, bro. They don't even struggle with addiction or anything themselves, but they have loved ones that do, and they're listening 
to find some way that they can support, that they can help their loved one get through the battle that they're facing right now. Uh, family members that have sons, brothers, grandsons, moms, dads, you know, cousins struggling. Do uh, you have any advice for them people? Hold them tight and give them a hug whenever you feel like you need to do it. Whenever you see them like struggling with something, remind them that they are not alone. No, that they are never alone. Don't let them think like that. And just try to always remind them that you're in their corner. Even if they don't seem like they know it, try to make sure that they know it. Yeah, hey, that's good, man. I know a lot of times when people would tell me stuff, I might not necessarily, whenever I was, I didn't really want to hear the shit that people was telling me, bro. I ain't going to cap with you, but uh, sometimes. Sometimes you need to hear it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say nothing back, but I'd hear them. I always heard it, bro. always heard it, you know what I mean? I always and another thing, back. sometimes, a good talking to them and sitting them down instead of expressing how you feel out loud and all aggressive hurts worse than them doing that shit does. Sitting down yeah. a face-to-face talk hurts worse than being aggressive with them or trying to lash out or anything. That'll hurt them worse sitting down and having that one-on-one heart-to-heart. Yeah, I was just going to say that, bro. I remember one time I... Uh, my mom was talking to me. She wasn't even yelling at me, bro. And I was like, you're not mad? She was like, no, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, I'm like, she didn't even raise her voice higher than when I'm talking now, bro. That shit hurt me to my soul, bro. Yeah, I came home from school one day, and I don't, I don't remember what I'd done. But this is the one, like, the one, like, of course, not the one good memory, but, like, one of the good memories that I have from, like, my childhood. And it was whenever I came home from school, and my cousin Bogey will know was at the house and I like I said I forgot what I'd done but he just came up to me and he got real close up in my face and he was holding his kid and he was just like you need to chill out little bro and he's just like giving it to me like heart to heart and I was just like I just started crying you know what I'm saying like started tearing up because everything he was saying fucking hurt like a lot more than fucking Mark's hand going across my damn back or my ass or anything you know what I'm saying yeah. And I'm you know, glad he did talk to me like that because that's one thing I did learn. Is that sometimes talking to somebody works a lot more than them fighting them or them trying to lash out. Yeah. Yelling at them, screaming at them, cussing yeah. them, calling them names. Yeah, yeah, get them down the road. Yeah, that, that normally just leads to them doing the same thing, you know what I mean? Um, Rebelling. Yeah. Well, I appreciate, it, bro. Thank you for coming on here telling your story. I know, I know it's tough, man. It's tough to sometimes, like, not all the time, but sometimes when you're telling these moments, it's like in your mind you're reliving it. You see, you see where you was at the day of the what you're talking about. You, yeah. you see what you were wearing. You smell smells. You hear things that you heard that day. You know what I mean? Again, it's rough. You know, it's it's. Uh, like reopening it. It's like pulling the scab off sometimes, you know. Um, so I appreciate you coming on here and telling your story, ugly parts and all, bro, keeping it raw, keeping it all the way 100, bro. I like that. I appreciate it. Shit, I appreciate you for having me, bro. Shit.
I wish more people would do stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Like hopefully we can get a lot more people to start down pushing the recovery sign instead of pushing that rig, you know what I'm saying? Yep, that's it. That's we gotta be the change, bro. We the ones we gotta lead by example, you know what I mean? So I appreciate Thanks. you. I appreciate it, bro. I'll talk to you later, all right? All right, appreciate it, bro.